Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! Hot diggity damn, we are back. Wow. Happy New Year to everyone, you OTC listeners. How long has it been? few months now? The last thing that we spoke about was the whole thing with Bayonetta. And of course, so much has happened between now and then. But you know what? It's a new year. And I'm sure you guys have set up your New Year's resolutions even though I personally don't believe in them. Not the resolutions part. Well, let's face it. I don't believe in resolutions. I believe in making small goals. Because when we set resolutions at times, and some people are different, you know, to each their own, I feel like when we set our resolutions, we set up our goals a little too high. Just a little too high. A little bit unrealistic in a way. Oh, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to be running every single day. Screw that. Oh, my goodness. First of all, I hate the gym. And number two, I'm not running every single day. My leg's going to hurt. Screw that. But I do believe in small-time goals. And one of my main goals was I wanted to do something fun again. And I forgot of how much me talking about comic book content was actually pretty fun for me. And if I can talk about it, and if you find me entertaining, and if you keep coming back and you know, listening to me rant and rave and talk facts and opinions and scatter brain and whatever the case may be, then once again, I'm forever thankful for you. And 2022 has shown me that it's been a very, very weird time for comic book content. I feel like every year has been a weird time. We got the highs, we got the lows. And the highs in terms of great movies, great shows, you know, the Batman being one of them. That's what's off the top of my head. And our biggest lows, and good God, did we scrape the bottom of the barrel on that one. (coughs) She-Hulk. Oh, excuse me. Wow. Had something stuck in my throat on that one. But nevertheless, 2022 was a very interesting year. I wanted to do a little bit of a reflection because so much has happened. As I said, we got great shows, we got great movies, bad shows, bad content. But we can't forget on the people that we lost. And I wasn't ready to talk about it when it happened at that time. I should have, and I'm sorry that I didn't. But I just wasn't ready to talk about it at that time. And if you know exactly what I'm talking about, the passing of my Batman, our Batman, Kevin Conroy, in November. Oh my goodness, that that hit me hard. That hit me really, really hard. Jason David Frank, who plays Tommy Oliver, also known as the greatest of all time in Power Rangers. Green, white, red, black, whatever the hell he became, he was the GOAT by far. And it was hard for me, and it's hard for you too, I'm sure. But it was hard for me because these characters, like for these people... The people behind the microphone, the people behind the performances... And put their soul and their energy into the characters that have shaped not only my childhood, but your childhood as well. We grew up with these characters. And it was very hard for me to truly grasp what exactly happened. 
and I'm trying my best not to get emotional again. I I don't want this I don't want this podcast episode today to be an emotional episode, but I felt like I owe it to you and I owe it to myself to talk about it and at least mention it. And I know the show must go on and I know characters in general you know, we have to move on. We have to learn, not learn, but we have to do the best we can for ourselves and give the most magnificent performances and literally learn from examples because they paved the way for us, us being actors and voice actors and performers and dancers and singers and writers and, you know, content creators and so many things of what you can do with what you're building. Oh, look at that. <laughs> I'm I'm giving an emotional speech and then all of a sudden something is going on in the background. Ain't that something? <laughs> My goodness. The joy of living underneath in a basement. But I'll never forget what they've taught me. And I'll never forget of how they shaped my childhood. I'll never forget that their characters till this day and for many years to come is to inspire people to be greater, to be awesome, and help others, of course. So, I don't want to harper too much on that. I really don't. And for me, it's one of those things where, like I said, I should have talked about it at that time, and I want to be as sincere. I I just want to reflect on this a little bit. And I'm always going to miss... Kevin Conroy. I'm going to miss Jason. I'm going to miss these guys. I really do. And the tons of performances that they gave by far, it's 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 unmeasurable. It really is. But I don't want to be sappy. I'm trying my best not to be sappy here because it's been a while. It's a new year, it's a new day. But nevertheless, to put this to bed, Rest in peace to Batman. Rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. By far one of the greatest actors, voice actors that I've ever seen. I am mad at myself that I never... I saw saw him. I saw him from afar, but I couldn't meet him up close. So... (laughs) Again, I'm trying not to get emotional, but by far one of the greatest people that have actually shaped my career, that shaped me into one of the main reasons why I'm, I do what I do in voice acting in general. And Jason David Frank, Tommy Oliver, good God, where can I even begin? The awesome performances that I've seen. I can't wait for Bat in the Sun to release the new movie of the new character of Tommy Oliver coming out. I believe it's if memory serves me correctly, I believe it's Lord Tracken. You know, like a badass, evil, white ranger or something like that. I can't wait to see it. Oh, it's going to be so badass. I can't wait to see it. But for me to move on, I just wanted to get that up close. Get that up close. I just want to say my piece and I'm going to meet these guys. So rest in power forever. Batman, rest in power forever. Tommy, Kevin Conroy, Jason, David Frank. You were the best of the best, both of you. And for many actors that came before and the many actors that comes after, 
by far the best of the best, and you and it was you guys. And hopefully, what we can learn is we can continue being the best we can in our performances based on their legacies. So I just wanted to make that clear. So enough emotional stuff. <laughs> Again, I was trying my best not to be as emotional as possible, but what are we doing here? Well, why did I come back after all this time? Well, with 2023 here and now and have so much stuff to look forward to, I decided we have to look back. We have to look back over the things of what went on back then. So here I am with the top seven comic content of the year of 2022 and the worst seven comic content of the year. I thought long and hard to place these in specific orders. And I wanted to take this time to borrow you know, borrow from the awesome Jeremy Johns, because let's face it, he's one of my favorite, if not my favorite, movie reviewer of all time. Shout out to Jeremy Johns. Go ahead and check out his YouTube channel right now. Subscribe, share, do what you want to do. And I want to take this time to rank my seven and my bottom seven. But before I do that, before anything else, I feel like, you know what? A list like this deserve honorable mentions. The mentions that didn't reach number seven of either the top or the bottom as of yet. Things may change in 2023, but for now, but for now, I want to take this time to at least give some honorable mentions. And these are no in any particular order, but these are the ones that were meaningful to me. Number one, Stranger Things season four. Where do we begin? It, it by far the best season that show has by far the characters of Eddie and Max have taken that show into a pinnacle peak that I have not seen in possibly a long time within that show. Now I understand, I understand before I continue on, it's not a comic book show, but it does have comic book elements in it, especially with the characters that are nerds and want to, you know, use comic book elements into their own story. And by by the way, Vecna, awesome villain. Awesome, awesome villain. Soundtrack was great. L, you know, what I find very fascinating about the show is the fact that every single season, the gang is always separated and they do their own thing. But this time it actually worked because every character was actually useful in a way, except with, you know, the whole road trip thing with season four with Mike and Will and the pothead guys, and, and it's like, and I know they were trying to look for L at that time. Spoilers, by the way, if you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, what, why, why, why? Just why, 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 why? Go and see it. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to give an honorable mention to that. Stranger Things Season 4 was by far awesome. Can't wait for Season 5, which I believe is in 2024, if I'm not mistaken. 2024, so that's next year. Middle of next year, I would say. Never, nevertheless, they're that. Next up on an honorable mention, we have Doom Patrol Season 4. Obviously, the season is not has not ended, which is why it's not really a part of my list. But you have heard me plenty of times. I have a softbot for Doom Patrol. It is awesome. It is wacky. It is fun. And 
I just love these characters. I really do. I love the dark humor. I love that it's raunchy. I love that it pulls no punches to do whatever the hell they want to do. And I can appreciate a show for that, especially when it comes underneath the DC Comics banner and HBO Max. Doom Patrol Season 4, awesome as ever. I love the characters. And just, if you haven't seen it at this point, I highly recommend it. Go check it out, Doom Patrol. It's on HBO Max. Go for it. You will not be disappointed. Next up on my list, Titans Season 4. Now, I briefly briefly gave my opinion on the previous seasons and honestly I felt like after the first three episodes of season three I felt like it just went downhill after that season four actually picked up a little bit slight spoilers with the introduction of mother mayhem and of course brother blood that will be coming out and of course we finally got white raven and all these other characters even though with their subplots that are a little bit it it feels like it's so forced when they combine all their subplots as a whole with each other. But nevertheless, it was a decent season. I will say though, and no spoilers on this one, there was a particular character that they introduced, which I thought they were actually going to do more with, but they ended up killing him off in the first episode. I don't understand the creation for that. The creation. I don't understand the creative mindset for that. Because I thought that he was a much more, or he could have been a little bit more of a compelling, you know, villain to actually challenge the Titans in their own way. But instead, it became, I would say, fodder or a, whatchamacallit, not a subplot, but it was more of a plot device for another character to do what he does. Now again, no spoilers, even though I said that this person died, but I don't know. It was a weird decision by the creative mindset. And that's I and I I I kinda get it, but then I don't get it. Oxymoron on that one. Nevertheless, Titan season four picked up a little bit. I'm actually enjoying it. I know part two is coming out sometime this year, in the middle of this year. And the reason why it's not part of my top seven list or bottom seven is because it's not finished. So until it's finished then I can actually rate it correctly and then give my review on that. Next up on an honorable mention, I Am Groot. Marvel's I Am Groot. Really nothing much to say on this one. It's baby Groot on his antics, his little mini adventures. It's fucking awesome. It's a short, they are specials, but come on, if you're a hater of baby Groot, how can you even look at yourself in the mirror? And finally, another honorable mention, we got the Guardians Holiday Special. Again, it's not a full-length film, in a way. I loved it, and I felt like it would have been way too easy to put it on my top seven, but I absolutely loved it. James Gunn, even though a lot of you are hating James Gunn now, and we're going to get to that conversation in a little while, trust me on that, but by far, great. Awesome. Loved it. Made me laugh like crazy. It made me cry a little bit. I love uh, Kevin Bacon and his introduction. Even though there was a little thing that happened that had to do with Bucky's arm. And I'm like, really? How the, when the hell did that happen? 
but I'm sure they're going to explain that in a few in future episode or future movie or whatever the case may be. Nevertheless, I enjoyed the special, and I really do hope that we get similar specials, you know, that's very reminiscent of that. So, yeah, I think I went on a little bit too long on that one. Some honorable mentions, Stranger Things, Doom Patrol, and the others. But by far, let's dive into the top seven comic book content of the year of 2022. We'll be right back right after this. Welcome back, guys, and here we are about to kick off the top seven comic book content of 2022. Now, as I said earlier, I'm going to borrow a little bit from Jeremy Johns, so I'm going to rank this from, you know, least to best. That's how I'm going to do it. So we're going to start off with the least first, from seven all the way to one, and I'm going to give my opinion. And like I said, before I continue, this is my list. So if there's a movie that you fancy that is not part of this list, well, tough noogie, tough bananas. This is my list. Put down your pitchforks. It's my opinion. Subjective. It is what it is. You can tell me your list later on. You can fight with me later on. Completely up to you. This is my personal list. Let's start this off. Let's not beat around the bush anymore. Coming at number seven of 2022, we got Moon Knight. Now, Moon Knight was very interesting because the first show of the MCU that really had nothing to do with the MCU events, nothing to do with the tragic events of what happened with the snap and the decimation, nothing to do with Iron Man, Captain America, and the other Avengers, nothing to do with that. It's its own thing in its own world, and I can appreciate the show for that. Not to mention with a show that is heavily, heavily dived into the concept of depression and trauma and for someone with a mental illness of a multiple personality disorder oh my goodness like Oscar Isaac just blows it out of the park hits it out of the park like crazy oh my goodness and Ethan Hawke magnificent performances the only reason why I placed that as number seven is because I did not really care much about the big giant kaiju fake ass CGI fight Sorry, I it just it didn't it didn't work for me. It really didn't. But regardless, I enjoyed the it's essentially white Deadpool to me. That's <laughs> when Mr. Knight finally came into first of all, I have to say, Mr. Knight had nothing he was not like his comic book counterpart whatsoever. They completely changed him. They made him into a white Deadpool. But I found it entertaining and I found it funny. What what was his uh what was his lines in the in the show? Uh uh float like a butterfly sting like a V. No, 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 I'm sorry. Float like a butterfly sting like a bee. I am Steven with the V. <laughs> Fucking awesome. It was dorky, but it was good and I placed it Moon Knight number 7. Have at it. Coming at number 6, Harley Quinn Season 3, yes, I've watched this show on HBO Max, I have watched the entirety, binge-watched it, Season 3. 
What I like about the show is the character progression and the character development because, let's face it, this show is all about the relationship between Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. And from the first two seasons, you saw them separately. Then the second season, you saw them coming together. And then in this season, you see them actually together. But you actually see certain conflicts between them. And I feel like in the next season, season four, you can actually see them probably maybe be opposed to each other. Because you have one character that is embracing the villainistic dark side of wanting to enslave human beings and wanting to, you know, take over Gotham. You know the whole shtick. And you have another one who's an anti-hero that is leaning a little bit more towards the hero side, towards the ending of the show. And I like that. I like it when you have characters that are very, that have opposing sides and they have conflict with each other, which I just said. So, Harley Quinn Season 3, again, I love the dark humor. I love the jokes. It's so funny that they introduced James Gunn. (laughs) And I'm sure it's not the actual James Gunn, although I haven't really checked if it is the actual James Gunn that is voicing his character, so I have no idea on that one. But... I enjoyed the season, and it's my number six on the list. Coming at number five right after that, Werewolf by Night. Now, I feel like this was a little bit of a cop-out because Guardians Holiday Special is not part of this list, but Werewolf by Night is. Well, I saw it. I finally watched it with my girlfriend, new girlfriend, by the way. Hey, hello, if you're... If you're, uh, you know, listening to this, meh. <laughs> so we actually watched it together. Black and white horror, always awesome, especially in the MCU. And like Moon Knight, it's its own thing. And now with the success of World by Night, we can actually have a proper monsterverse. Now, there are a couple of things that I do have some complaints about. Number one, it should have been a little bit more gory. And I understand, I understand It's under Marvel, it's under Disney, so they can only do so much with rated R content. I completely get that. Or, in this case, TVMA. I get it. But I'm saying from a fan perspective, I would just want it to be just a little bit more. Just a little bit more gore. A little bit more R-rated type of thing. Just my personal opinion. And also, their werewolf look should have been a little bit more of a wolf. Instead of, like... I don't know, like, to me, it looked, he looked a little bit too fake. I don't know, like, I was expecting a little bit more of a scarier look by the werewolf. Nevertheless, I enjoyed the special. I really did. And if you haven't seen it, I implore you, go watch it. And also, slight spoilers, we got to see Man-Thing, or Swamp-Thing. No, Man-Thing. Yes. Man-Thing, as opposed to Swamp Thing from DC. So yeah, we got to see him, and uh, he's adorable. I want to see more of that. I want to see more black and white horror from the MCU. Give it to me, it is mine. Coming at number four, I was very, very surprised on how much I enjoyed this movie. I've already seen it twice, and I want to see it a third time. DC's League of Super Pets. Now, you know me. I am a sucker for animation, certain animation, and me being a voice actor, 
I was I I loved this movie a lot. I was so <laughs> it blew me away. It really did. And it's very funny with Dwayne Johnson being Crypto the Superdog while he's also being Black Adam, which I find very interesting nonetheless. And what I also loved was that Kevin, you know, Kevin Hart, he wasn't as obnoxious as he was in his previous roles when it comes to animation. Because when you look at the Pets movie in the first and second one, he was a little bit too over the top. But at the same time, that's who he is. That's who Kevin Hart is. He's he's the comedian. He's the comedian turned actor. And I'm sure the director was like, okay, just be you. Be you in all of your roles. In this movie, he took it a little bit seriously. And of course, with The Rock and Kevin Hart, they have great chemistry. And it showed in this movie. Not to mention the animals, the adorable animals that play, the characters that played in this movie with the pig and the turtle and you know, Ace the dog, which we all know is Batman's dog, and the guinea pig. Oh my god, the guinea pig. But the one character that I feel like was the standout out of all of them, Whiskers the cat. Oh my goodness, my girlfriend hates it when I keep talking about this thing, but this thing is dangerously adorable. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, go and watch the movie. You will fall in love with Whiskers the Cat. Oh my goodness. I don't want to speak more about it. Go check it out. DC's League of Super Pets. I loved it. And I'm going to watch it again because that's how much I enjoyed it. Now we're in our top three, the top three picks of our top seven comic book content of 2022, so let's not waste any more time. Number three, Peacemaker. Where do I even begin? James Gunn, again, one of my favorite directors of all time. Before I continue on with this, I find it baffling to me that a lot of people have turned their backs on James Gunn and is saying, oh, fuck James Gunn, fire James Gunn, oh my god, he ain't shit, he ruined, he took away our Superman. Guys, 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 listen, listen, just hear me out on this one, okay? Because I really don't want to harper on this a long time. It is what it is, James Gunn and his partner Peter Safran, or Safran, is now head of DC Comics, the, the, the DC studio, so to speak. And I want you to think about this very, very carefully, okay, before I continue on with my list. If the merger of James Gunn and his partner, if they did not take upon the head direction of DC Studios, if that didn't happen, and we did continue on with the Zack Snyder world that we were given, do you honestly think and I'm being very, very honest here. I'm being very blunt and straightforward with this. Do you honestly think for a second that the Zack Snyder verse would have went uphill after the years of what we've gotten since The Man of Steel? Literally, two movies have broke and have actually, have actually been extremely good. Three to be exact. Wonder Woman, Aquaman... And the Suicide Squad. Okay? I understand your upset. I understand your frustration. I get it. I get it. You know, these, uh, James Gunn is going into a new direction. And, you know, Henry Cavill or, Cav- or Cavill, however you want to say it, 
he's a lot of people's Superman. I understand that. But the fact of the matter is, the Snyderverse was not working. And I don't want to hear, oh, well, if James Gunn is keeping these actors, then why aren't he keeping these actors? Listen, James Gunn is going to do the best he can because, let's face it, since Guardians of the Galaxy, and once again, I can't stress this enough, and I don't care if you call me a James Gunn dick writer right now, it has been proven that everything he touches turns to magic. Not gold, magic. Okay? Let him do what he does best. Let him work with what he wants to do. If whatever he comes out is shit, then by all means, we'll criticize him for it. Not criticize, we'll judge him. We'll judge him. You know the words I'm trying to say. We'll judge it. We'll judge it accordingly. Give him a chance. Give him a fucking chance. My God. Like, seriously, the people that are hypocrites that are going to bash James Gunn right now but are going to see the movies that he's going to come out with, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 coming out this May. You should be sucking his fucking toes right now. I don't mean to be graphic here, but God damn. Lay off. Lay off. It drove me nuts when I would go on Twitter and I see all the hashtag fire James Gunn and fire Peter Safran, bring back Snyderverse, bring back this, bring back that. It's the gonna be it's gonna be the same people that are gonna be like once they see the movies and once they see the new content that's gonna be coming out from his direction. They're going to be like, oh, we love James Gunn. James Gunn is awesome. James Gunn is ba- James Gunn is God. We love James Gunn. Go fuck yourselves, man. Oh, my goodness. I don't mean to be, you know, going on a rant here on this one, but holy shit. Give him a chance, my guy. That meme that I see of Woody holding Sora back, and you know exactly who I'm talking about if you haven't seen this meme. Hold up. Let him cook. Fucking hell. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to go on on a rant like that. But just let the man, just give him a chance. Take my leg. Fucking hell. But speaking of James Gunn, I'm going to continue on with my list. Because that, that was a hell of a rant that I just went on. Peacemaker, by far one of the greatest things that I've ever seen under DC this, this past year. Getting a little tongue-tied here. John Cena with the rest of the cast, just absolutely phenomenal. First of all, once I saw the intro music, the... Do you really want to, do you really want to taste that? Do you really want to taste it? I mean, I try to copy that freaking dance. I couldn't really video myself doing it very well because I kept on messing up. But that's how much of a fan I was of this show. And of course... Let's not forget the butterfly scene. Oh, the butterfly scene. <laughs> with with the with the monster music as the backup the the soundtrack, you know, called Monster and the butterfly scene and how everybody was like fucking walking and smiling and shit and freaking all creepy and dark. Oh my goodness. I love the show so much. And I think I'm going to rewatch it. I am going to rewatch it. Peacemaker is my number three, top three. And before I move on, once again, I'm going to say, give James Gunn a chance. That's all I got to say about that. Number two, 
The Boys Season 3. I, <laughs> from, from the hero-gasm to the, <laughs> from everything, from, you know, the deep, you know, wanting some, not only some puss, some octopus. <laughs> I'm such a loser. The The show is, it continues to be awesome. And also, give, give this dude an Emmy, Anthony Starr, for playing Homelander, the one of the greatest villains I've ever seen on screen. That scene when he's on the, and when he's in the mirror, and he's talking to himself, and his personality not really a split per- well it's kind of a split personality but he's talking to himself and the dynamic from where he goes from sad and weepy and pathetic to just angry and terrifying homelander i clap i salute i best villain that i've seen on screen one of the best top 5 by far i don't care i don't care you know, and of course, everyone else, and when the whole, you know, the, 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 the good people, the good crew, the boys getting superpowers, and the whole thing with all the politics, yeah, it's very meta, it's very in your face, and I'm usually not a guy that likes politics when it comes to a show, but the fact is, this show plays it very, very well, because it incorporates all of that into a real thing, and season four is going to be awesome. Anthony Starr's Homelander, and of course, Jensen Ackles as Soldier Boy. I was a little bit iffy on him at first, but it was essentially Superman against Captain America. Both were dicks. Both were pieces of shit. And yet, you loved every single minute of it. The Boys Season 3 did not disappoint. And before Season 4 comes out, there is a show that's a spinoff that you have to see in order to understand the events of season four. I forgot what it's called, but I know there's already a trailer for it, and I can't wait to fucking see it. I can't wait. Coming at number one, the best one, the only one, you know where I'm coming down to, Matt Reeves, the Batman. I told you I was going to borrow from Jeremy Johns. The world of Gotham in this movie was beautiful. And when I say beautiful, I mean it's essentially the animated uh, series, Batman the Animated Series, come to life. Because that's exactly how Gotham is. The world of Gotham in its entirety. And on top of that, it's the Batman not even reached its prime yet. Robert Pattinson was awesome as a, as Batman. Not so much as Bruce Wayne, because I did give my review on this one where there was no differentiation between Bruce Wayne and Batman but because it's only year two in that world for him I let that slide I did I let that slide but it was magnificent performances and from the Batmobile to Batman and Catwoman the soundtrack alone did it for me especially the ending where Nirvana something in the way at the ending where Batman became a symbol of vengeance to now being a symbol of hope for that pe- for the people of Gotham City. You know what I'm talking about, right? The scene where he's carrying a woman in his arms and he brings the woman to a stretcher for the for the medics and EMTs and you know rescue and for everyone to 
evacuate the city after the flood. And the music is playing. And Robert Pattinson is in voiceover mode while the movie is playing. And you see the woman just grab onto his arm. And the the sudden look of Batman just looking at this young girl, this young woman, and telling her, you're going to be okay. Just... Oh my god, I fucking love this movie. And it's no secret that it would be my number one. There was no secret whatsoever. If you haven't seen it, what are you waiting for? Three hours, it's worth it. I've already saw it twice. And once again, like the other two, I'm going to see it a third time. Well guys, that's my top seven list. I know we've ranted a little bit long. Gone a little bit longer than I thought. But, hey... 2023, we're going to start off with a bang. And now, when we come back, we are going to start with one hell of a whimper. Oh my goodness. We'll be right back with our worst, terrible bottom of the seven of 2022. Welcome back, guys. As promised, we are now on the worst seven list. The seven. (laughs) The worst seven list. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have a field day with this one. Now, I want to share just a quick disclaimer on this list. The first few choices are not exactly bad. I just found them to be very mediocre and with different direction and different writing and different everything to be exact. I feel like they could have tweaked a lot of things to make it better. I really I really do believe this. And put down your pitchforks because some of you may think that a few options from this list should have been at the very top. And I'm sure it's your top of the list. But once again, as I said earlier, this is my list. It's subjective. It's just these movies and or shows just didn't do it for me. And... Uh, Let's not beat around the bush anymore. I'm sure certain people that are going to listen to this is going to be like, fuck you, you're crazy. Eh, eh, it's my list. I do what I want. Bitch, I do what I want. Anyway, as I'm going to start with, as as before, I'm going to start with the mediocre to the absolute pieces of shit that 2022 has given us. So let's have a field day with this one. Coming at number seven, we got Doctor Strange Multiverse in Madness. Now, for a movie that was about the multiverse, realistically speaking, we only saw two universes. I mean, there was a scene where Doctor Strange and American Chavez actually went through a whole bunch of universes, but we've only really seen two of them like on the big screen. Three, if you truly think about it. And uh, I feel like this movie would have been way better if Doctor Strange, the evil Doctor Strange, was the main antagonist, as opposed to Wanda. Now, you can make Wanda a villain. I have no problem with that. But I don't know. Like, the movie should have been about Doctor Strange himself. Instead, it shifted towards Wanda. And also, 
with the whole direction of Sam Raimi, I think this movie maybe would have been better if it was from the previous director that was working on the movie project. I believe his name is Scott Derrickson. If it's not, then I apologize. But he was a horror person. And Sam Raimi is known for his horror. But he's but this horror was very, very tamed. And, you know, again, it's not the worst of the worst, but it's definitely not the best. And I do have a soft spot for Wanda. I don't care. Call me a simp. I don't give a shit. But I feel like this movie would have done way better if it was written differently, if it was made differently, and if just certain decisions were made completely right out of left field. So it is what it is. Coming at number six, and <laughs> I know a lot of you would place this movie as your top, maybe top five, maybe even top three. For me, it just wasn't enough to grasp. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I know, I know, I know. Don't, don't, don't you dare press that unsubscribe button. You keep, by the way, subscribe. D- just, just hear me out. Hear me out. I understand with the tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman, I understand the director had a difficult task, especially with making this movie. And I also understand that there were a lot of problems going on behind the scenes, especially with Letitia Wright and the whole COVID protocols and everything of all the drama that was going on behind the scenes. Nevertheless, we got what we got. I felt like, like with Doctor Strange 2, this movie would have done way better if certain decisions were made. Now, I called last year, not even last year, a couple years ago, I did call that Shuri was going to be the next Black Panther. What I didn't really see was the awesome performance of Shuri. I felt like she was a better Black Panther in the comics as opposed to the movie. I don't know, like for, I don't know if it was her acting, I don't know if it was her size, I I don't know, I just didn't buy her as Black Panther. Now, I will say this, I forgot the actress's name off the top of my head, first of all, now I have to give her some tremendous, tremendous acting performance, like I feel like she should get an Oscar for this as well. The one that plays Black Panther's mom, the actress, hold on, let me just search it up right now, because I don't want to, Queen Ramonda, also played by Angela Bassett, there we go, I mean, she got jacked for this role, she's fuck, and she's only what, 63, 64, I don't care, like, she got jacked for this role probably the best performance out of the entire movie in my personal opinion. I really think that. I feel like the scene where, you know, I was in the trailer as well, where she's like, you know, I'm queen of the entire nation, in the, of the best nation in the world, and my entire family is gone. That speech alone just defined the entire movie. At least to me it was. But, sadly, everything else was just, eh. It was just, eh, it's like, I feel like it could have been better. You know, and again, it's my personal opinion. So, it is what it is. Coming at number five, and <laughs> Black Adam. Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Black Adam. A movie that was in production since COVID hit, even before COVID hit. And 
it's pretty much it's pretty much Dwayne Johnson as the rock in his entire movie. And being an anti-hero or being the villain, the main villain of Shazam, we got what we got. Now the reason why I place this as number five is because to me it was popcorn fun. Not the best. Definitely not the best. I wouldn't say it's dog shit, but it was popcorn fun. Especially with all the special effects and the whole, you know, of The Rock just flying and just killing people left and right. It was popcorn fun. Now, do I think they, meaning Warner and the producers and the directors that have clearly taken a lot of this from X-Men, especially with the Justice Society you know, with the plane coming out from the school and underground. Yeah, definitely a lot of X-Men vibes. Not to mention, we haven't even seen these characters in the past, and then we'll automatically have to assume that they are who they are. Now, I did enjoy Dr. Fate, and I enjoyed Hawkman. I didn't care about the other two. And the villain, when they were supposed to quote-unquote villain at the ending of the movie, was just your stereotypical villain, CGI villain. Just coming in for Black Adam to face off against. I feel like this movie would have been way better if it was solely focused on Black Adam and his moral conflict of either killing people or not. And they did play into that a little bit if it wasn't for that fucking kid in the movie. Oh my god, talk about annoying. But nevertheless, we got what we got. And by the way, as I said earlier with James Gunn and the whole Henry Cavill... The Henry Cavill, I don't know why I'm tongue-tying right now. The whole Henry Cavill Superman thing, when Dwayne Johnson was killing for a Superman versus Black Adam, yeah, we're not going to get that. Which makes the post credit scene kind of worthless. Like anything else that comes before it, we get our good moments, and we get our bad ones. But nevertheless, I count Black Adam as number five of the worst of the worst. Number four, and this is a very controversial topic, and I'm not saying it to be controversial, but fuck it, it's controversial, and I put this as number four. Miss Marvel. Now, the reason why I'm placing this one as number four to me and being the worst of the worst, it was a hell of a slow burn. Very, very slow. The first couple episodes were okay. They were okay. Had a lot of representation, definitely gives us an inside of the Indian culture, especially when it comes to certain family members that do not understand what their teenage child may be going through, and a lot of rules and restrictions, especially with a family that is very old-fashioned, is represented on the big screen. There's a lot of that, and I can appreciate for it to be, you know, that for what it is. But then you have to look back and think about it and think to yourselves, Who exactly was the show made for? Teenagers? No. Because I'm sure even teenagers, current teenagers, whether you call them Gen Zs or Gen Xs or whatever the hell they are, whatever the hell they're called, millennials, young millennials, I don't care. This is definitely was not made for them because chances are they would be interested in the other stuff that the content is giving out before that. Who was the show made for? You know, like, again, to me it was a slow burn. And the action scenes were not memorable. I mean, granted, let's face it, since the Avengers game that came out a few years ago, Marvel has been pushing 
Miss Mar- Marvel, MCU Marvel, had been pushing Miss Marvel down our throats for quite some time now. Now, don't get me wrong, I did like the performance of the girl that played Kamala Khan, and I did enjoy the performances of the other actors that have their respective roles, but again, the show just didn't do it for me. And I'm sorry, it's placed at number four. So it is what it is at the end of the day. Now we are on our top three worst of the worst. And this one was, <laughs> this one is worse to, oh my God, what the hell are you doing? It's bad. Take it off. Shoot it in the face. Take it. What did Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank would always say? Take it to the back and shoot it in the face. Not condoning violence here. Not condoning violence. Number three, Thor, Love, and Thunder. This movie has proven to me that Taika Waititi is kind of a one-trick pony. Thor Ragnarok was awesome. Then we got Thor 4, Thor, Love, and Thunder. And what 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 was that? What What the hell was that? The comedy was all over the place. It was way too much. Thor was a fucking idiot. Valkyrie was a third wheel. I enjoyed the mighty Thor, Jane Foster's performance. I really did. But the cut editing, the editing itself of the movie was atrocious. Christian Bale's Gore the God Butcher barely saw him do any butching as it is. And of course, they inserted Melissa, Mac- Melissa McCarthy in the beginning of the film. Because why not? Because why the fuck not? And the whole thing about, you know, this love triangle between Thor and the hammer and the axe is just, just, no. No. Like, and, and you know, you know what's funny? You know what even confirmed this movie to even bad? Chris Hemsworth, the guy that plays Thor himself, even said, no, I want to go a different direction. Like, I want my character to be done justice. Paraphrasing here, but you understand my point. Not even the main actor liked this shit. And if the main actor didn't like this shit, what made you think that we would like this shit? A lot of people found it entertaining, and I get it. Comedy is subjective. But this one was just no. Just no. Let's move on. Coming at number two, and we, <laughs> I was deba- I kept on switching this from number two to number one, number one to number two. I kept on switching this. Number two was the beginning of the year, the atrocious Morbius, the one movie that made me quit podcasting for a while. Not made me quit podcasting, but just made me quit talking about comic book content for a while. Morbius. Morbius has proven to me that Sony, whatever they have, and their obsession with bringing together the Sinister Six, they have proven to me that they don't care what they do as long as we fast forward to the to the sinister sick that they've been trying to literally probably for close to a decade now and morbius did not <laughs> morbius disappointed greatly 
it was just bad. It was bad. The only thing that I liked about it was the fucking trailer that lied on certain things. And they've proven that they lied when it came to that Spider-Man mural that was on the wall. And it said murderer right across from it. It was a great trailer. I love the trailer. I love the Beethoven theme music. Movie? Not so much. Not so much. It was atrocious. It was bad. The villain was laughable. The It was... Oh my god, it was so bad. God damn, it was so bad. Whatever Sony has in plans for the Sinister Six, it better be worth it. For us to go through all this crap, for us to finally get it. And this year, we're supposed to be getting, getting Craven the Hunter starring Aaron Taylor Johnson. Which I still don't understand why him of all people. I digress. I digress. It is what it is. I'm not a director. I'm going to give it a small benefit of the doubt. But after Venom, let there be carnage. And after this, Morbius. I'm not having my hopes high on this one. And number one, we have gotten to the bottom of the barrel. The shit within the shit. The shit everywhere. She-Hulk attorney at law. Oh my goodness. I understand my current girlfriend. She loves the character. And I get it. And I feel for you babe. But if you're listening to this right now. It was bad. It was it was so bad. Where the next time that there is a movie. Uh, 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 an epic movie coming out. Whether it's Kang. You know the Kang Dynasty. Avengers 5 or Avengers 6. The Secret Wars movie. Because every time. We, we get into this habit. That every time when a big movie comes out, we tend to watch the previous movies from the beginning all the way till now. Whether it's one movie a week, or one movie every day, or two weeks. You watch it with your friends or family, and you want to build up to that anticipation. You want to see everything of what led on to this epic moment that you're about to see. Yeah, I'm not going to do that anymore. Why? Because that means that if I do that... If I watch every single thing up to Avengers 5 and 6, I would have to watch this again. And I absolutely fucking refuse. This show has proven, and I keep on saying that today, this show or this movie has proven. This show has proven to me that a billion dollar corporation and a big brand like the MCU under Disney has no idea what the hell they're doing when it comes to hiring shitty fucking writers. These writers, Gao, Jessica Gao, whatever the fuck her name is, and her team were abysmal. The fact that they've proven and they've admitted that they have no idea what the fuck they're doing and they're taking a budget of $25 million and give us this shit? Shame. Shame on you, shame on the brand, shame on your cow, shame on everything. I got that from my girlfriend too. I'm just stealing that one. She-Hulk attorney at law was fucking terrible. It was terrible. Now, rumors has it that the woman that plays the character, Tatiana Maslany, apparently her next show was canceled or something. I don't know if this is true. I have to look more into that. I'm sure it's a rumor. I think it's a rumor. But 
you know, you know what's funny? I feel bad. I feel bad for the actors that were part of this. And I understood, I understand that they have a job in terms of selling us what they can and make us feel like we're entertained. But Charlie Cox's Daredevil was wasted in this. And before I wrap up, speaking of Charlie Cox, it bothers me when you ask certain actors what they feel or how they feel or how you feel about content that they're a part of. Whether it's a movie, show, play, whatever the case may be, right? And it bothers me when certain actors have an interesting, not interesting, but they have a defense mechanism where they go, well, if you don't like it, don't watch it. That's That, to me, is way too much of a cop-out. It really is. Because what you're suggesting and what you're admitting is that there's really nothing wrong with your show. And instead of just listening and taking genuine criticism, and I get it. I understand. And I'm a victim of this, too. I'm not going to say victim. I'm a problem of this, too. I'm, I'm not going to shy away from myself on this. There are genuine people that just like to rant and bitch and complain over so many things. I find myself to do that too. I'm not going to deny it because it was that bad. And it's warranted. It's deserved. But at the same time, when we come across certain solutions or try to come up with a solution on what we can do to make content, a show or movie better and how we can make it awesome on how with just certain redirections and certain different ways of thinking, maybe open your mind to different possibilities on what you can do to say, hey, this is stupid, here's what you can do to make it better. But instead, certain actors are like, nah, if you don't like it, don't watch it. Ah, If you don't like the content we put out, don't watch it. I'm getting my check either way. Charlie Cox, I love you, man. And I'm looking forward to Daredevil uh, Born Again. But you got to do better. You you just got to do better. I hate She-Hulk. I hate the show. I hate it. 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 And chances are this show is, once again, I'm going to use these words. This show was the number one proof why I may end up skipping certain shows for the foreseeable future. If I don't feel like watching it. Then I don't have to. Because up until now. I was obligated under the MCU brand. And me being a superhero fanatic. To watch every single content that comes out. But. I guess I'm going to have to skip season 2. If they ever do make a season 2. Which I am hope to God that they don't. It's the same way I haven't watched every single CW Arrowverse show that's out there. Because I refuse to watch Batwoman. I refuse. Just because it's, you know, it's near and dear to my heart in being a Batman character and being superhero content, which I absolutely love, that doesn't mean that I have to watch shit. And if I see the reviews and it's actually awesome, I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a shot. I've spoken. I will give it a shot and I will... Take the time out of my life from auditioning to work, podcast producing, whatever the case may be. I will take the time out of my life to actually watch the show or movie. But if it's shit, 
I ain't watching. That's all I gotta say about that. Well, guys, this has been fun. It's actually good to be back. It's actually good to actually take the time out of my life to, you know, spend an hour or less to talk about whatever it is that I want to talk about. And I know I ranted a little bit longer than I should, but it's good to be back. And I'm actually glad that I was able to do this again. Now, I do have a slight surprise, but I'm not going to reveal what it is yet. (laughs) I have a dream, but I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. (laughs) There will be a new podcast coming out very soon. And this one is going to be a little bit more serious. I'm going to reveal all the details when it happens, but I've already got the picture made. I already got the, you know, the the look made and I've already got the song picked out, the theme song. I can't wait to re, you know, release it and it's going to be a little bit more on the serious side. Where it's going to be downright business. Can't wait to show what it is, but there will be a new podcast coming soon. As for this one, I am coming back to doing once a week on terms of whatever news, whatever comic book content that's out there. And 2023, if there is a hat that I can say make 2023 fun again, then I'll make it. Chance or I won't. I'll wear that shit with pride. I hope that you guys found this entertaining as much as I did. Like I said, by all means, if there was anything that I said that pissed you off, well, hey, it's my opinion. It is my opinion. And you can talk to me. You can get on the podcast as well. If you feel certain things of what you disagree with, by all means, let's have let's have a conversation. Let me hear your side of the coin. Let me hear your side of the coin. And by all means, we will have a civil conversation. But it's good to be back once again, guys. Happy New Year. Hope you have a great week thus far. And hope your small goals and everything continues to go strong. And as always, when it comes to comic book content, whether it comes to news, shows, reviews, or whatever the case may be, always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise. Happy New Year, guys. It's good to be back. And for right now, for this weekend, I am done. I'll see you guys next weekend. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.